Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience tuning in here in Mississippi at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in to our online affiliates around the world. We're glad that you all could join us as well. We're hitting another milestone today on the radio side of Conversations Live. This is our 300th guest of 2023, and I'm so excited when I was making out my schedule for today to see that it's someone that I've been spending a lot of time with this week already on other platforms, that being best-selling author Iris Bowling. Iris is celebrating another big 2023, including her newest release called Backlash, a Nate Rain's novel. We're going to talk to Iris not only about, of course, the new book, some of the things you all can expect if you just now are finding out about Nate. And, of course, we'll let you all know how to stay connected with Nate, as well as all the great things that Iris is doing as well. Iris, welcome back to the broadcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. It is always a pleasure talking with you. Well, look, I feel the same way. And we've done a lot of that this week, uh, we <laughs> for have. sure, which is, which is always fun, which is always fun. So when Iris releases a new book, I know I'm going to talk to her more during that time than I talk to her all year. <laughs> <laughs> because because she's typically in her writing cave, so I appreciate that. So, Iris, again, you're celebrating Backlash right now. Talk to us about Nate Rains. What has it been like for you to see the way that people are are enjoying his return in this book? I I, I think that the best thing that I can say is I'm just thankful, and I'm so mm-hmm. grateful that people love Nate and have accepted Nate the way that I intended him to be accepted. And I think that is that is just wonderful. And they the the thing that I love the most is they understand the things that Nate is going through and they're there to watch his growth as he become the man that he is meant to be. Um so I am very grateful that the readers are are um accepting him and just loving him up right now. Yeah. Well, I think you know there, there's interesting things about this book, and we've kind of talked about different slices of it, um, Iris, in our previous conversations. But one of the things that we have not really talked about is where a lot of the struggle is for Nate in Backlash. So it, it kind of ties, though, into how we were kind of introduced to him. Talk to us about what it's been like for you to have him be someone who is – trying to be on the right side of the law, but also dealing with those who are not. What has that been like for you to kind of have him live in this world where not everyone has the same intentions and motives as he has? Well, you know, Cyrus, to be honest, if if it wasn't that, 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 that I'm trying to keep Nate as a hero, I probably would have had him um, cross that line a long time ago as an author. But because yeah. I want him to to be our hero, I want us to have someone to um, believe in. I try to keep Nate um, from from crossing that gray line because Nate's whole his whole motto about his life is it's simple: when the law breaks the law, the consequences can be deadly. He is the law, so yeah. he has to he has to stay on the right side. 
if for no other reason, and for no other reason, to give people something, something or someone to believe in. And if you think about it, that's a whole lot to carry on your shoulders, especially in, in the world today, because it's yeah. so so many aspects of our lives where we we really don't know who to trust and who not to trust, who to believe and who not to believe. What is truth? What is fact? Factually truth, and what people are saying is truth. Those are all things that we have to deal with right now, and mm-hmm. they we need someone, someone that we can believe in. So as an author, I gave you Nate Reigns. And, and I think, too, as we're dealing with Detective Reigns uh, and, and all that he is, is having to come up against, we've talked a lot, uh, I think rightly so, because I think it's been fascinating to see the personal aspects. But there is a professional aspect uh, of his right. life as well. And we see him butting heads very early on with Captain Daniels, you know, dealing with different things. Talk to us about what that's been like for you to, to kind of enter that world yourself, because it's interesting hearing you talk about as a creator of this character. What was it like for you to kind of to kind of do the research and to kind of create this world that Nate exists in? You know, um, you may not believe this, but Nate actually was created years ago. The concept of the Nate Rain series was created at least six or seven years ago. And when I when I wrote out when I first wrote out my thoughts on this book, it was actually the Pi organization and what they were about and what they stood for that actually went down first. And then I had to find someone strong enough to combat what the Pi organization was attempting to attempting to do. And that's when I started developing Nate Moore. Nate was a character that was introduced back in one of my earlier books, um, Teach Me, I think it was. And um, so I started developing him as um, that person who was going to be um, our hero. And I knew that our hero was going to go through a lot of dark times um, yeah. because, one, he, he had to get to that point. First, he had to find himself. Because remember, well, I don't know if you – yeah, you know, it was in the book. Um, Nate was actually an attorney. Right. He was an attorney uh, when when the story when um, before he became a police officer, and his reason for leaving that lucrative, very lucrative life that he had as an attorney, his reason for for leaving that was because he um, defended a man who was guilty, but because of police procedures not being followed. He was able to get get him off on a technicality. Um, the same day that he got him off, he ended up killing the young witness that testified against him, and that changed Nate's life. It changed his life. It changed his perspective on um, what it was that he was doing, and he decided to go and try to correct the system from within. So he goes through and he becomes a police officer. Because of his experience, because of um, the way he handled himself on the beat, you know, walking the beat and things of that, he progresses through the chain very quickly, and he becomes a homicide. He becomes a detective. And when he becomes a detective, he's not liked because he was the the attorney that was constantly um, bringing down these police officers for the way that they were doing things. 
So he's not right. like really liked by the police, the people in the police department itself. Um, and then he's also he's dealing with um, the criminals that's out there. So he's working within, trying to work within the system to correct some of the things or to prevent some of the things that was allowing these people to get off on technicalities. And by doing that, his first case he comes up against, unfortunately, one of his first cases, is the murder of his best friend. And now he has to fight to find out who killed his best friend. Why did his friend actually um, die? And that's when the whole can of worms opens up at that point. So developing Nate was a... I mean, it's been it's been years since I've been developing Nate, and I've been slowly, slowly introducing him to um, my readers throughout some of my other stories. So he is a character whose name they were familiar with. And then when I decided to go ahead and and just release just release Nate, um, we did that in first in news with her, where Nate came in to handle this murder. And that is when the whole situation about what was happening within our judicial system um, started coming to light. And what was happening then later, of course, in the last book is what's happening within our police department came to light. So Nate has been being developed over the years. And now, you know, we have him full-fledged. Right. So you said something interesting. Uh, was the reason you rolled him out the way you did was to see if your readers would accept him, Iris, or was it because you still had other stories you wanted to tell before you focused on Nate? I still, I still had other stories. I had the heart series that I had to complete mm-hmm. out. Um, so I wanted to complete that before you know I really dug down into to Nate. Because you know, with the heart series, uh, it was a, it's a political backdrop, and right. and that takes a lot um, to 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 get those stories right. So I I didn't want to take on Nate, which is very heavy. Um, also, um, at the same time that I was trying to finish out that series, and then I also had the Gems and Jen series, which is the Lassiters, um, and I had to finish out that series, you know, as well. So. My only reason for for bringing Nate out the way that I did was so that um, people could could keep the name fresh in their minds and also gave me time to go in and complete those other series um, that I had been working on for years. Gotcha. Got you. For those who are just mm-hmm. tuning in, it's on the radio side or online. You're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome our 300th guest of 2023. Best-selling yes. author Iris Bowling is back with us with her new book, Backlash. She was just talking about the main character, Nate Rains, there. And you mentioned, of course, Pi, mm-hmm. uh, the Pi organization yes. that he is having to deal with. I want to talk about that because it's interesting to see how it kind of unfolds. Um, especially I referenced to you before we, we went on here, you know, as you're able to kind of talk about Pi and to think about the things that they're trying to do and how they've kind of mm-hmm. infiltrated um, pretty much everything, including, of course, you know, as we kind of think about what is right and wrong with law enforcement and, of course, uh, you know, I think even going further than that when it comes to the, the government. What was it like for you to kind of create that mm-hmm. world, Iris, and to see the way that it was able to not only to find its footing but to spread? You know, um, 
the PI organization, which PI actually um, stands for Purity, Filtration, and Elimination. And if you read the story, that is exactly what PI um, has been doing. Um, PI is an organization that believes in the superiority of the white race. You know, that's, that's basically what it comes down to. They believe that there are um, certain people who are beneath them and they should be um, treated as such. They should be there to serve them. And what is happening with PI is the world that we're in today that is so diverse in so many ways. We have where um, we have of people with um, black and brown skin who are heading up agencies, law enforcement agencies, um, governmental agencies. In in this particular world, um, our president in in the Nate Rains world is actually a a African-American man. So um, for PI, they feel like they're they're losing grip. And so they've devised this trading certain governmental agencies in order to take control of the law is is what they're trying to do. Um, One of those, the first entity is actually the the judges. They have certain judges in certain parts of um, um, the area in the book where those judges um, were paid or were being compensated to actually – give more time of sentence brown and black young men and women to more time and um um and and more fines and things of that nature in order to incarcerate them unfairly. And yeah. they were they were being compensated and that was actually based on a true story by the way. Um is mm. a group of judges and I think they were in um Pennsylvania actually. Um, where they were actually being compensated to send these brown and black people to these pay for prisons, and they were getting away with it. And it just so happens that they, they, this investigative reporter stumbled into this um, because of a murder that takes place of of her confidential informant. And what we find Nate trying to do is uncover, unravel, you know, everything that happened to this young man who died. And he ends up finding out that there's this organization that has infiltrated the judicial system, and they have these judges um, doing this thing. And then, and that's when it all starts. That's that's when it all starts. So the Pi organization has been in place for a number of years, and they are funded by high-ranking governmental officials. And that is that is the scary part of it. Yeah, and I was just going to say, you really pulled a sibs on us with this. Um, and, and, and I think, and well, let me tell you why, why I say that. Because of the relationship that we see in the book between Corey and Christian, I, I was definitely getting mm-hmm. sibs vibes. Uh, when I was when I was kind of seeing how their relationship unfolded and what we were able to learn about them, um, and and that again shows what you've been able to do because there will be some people, Iris, as you know, happens with Sibs, who will be sympathetic or empathetic to the cause, 
that they seem so mm-hmm. passionate about and think that their reasoning mm-hmm. is so good. I also thought, and I don't think this gives anything away, I thought it was so interesting and timely, I think readers will see, as uh, as, as they're talking about how Pi, uh, you know, can come out of the shadows. You know, there are people who are, you know, mm-hmm. who will embrace it. So talk to us about that because, you know, we all have heard that truth is stranger than fiction. What was it like for you to kind of take what is a real-world um, idealism Situation. and to bring it in, in a series yeah. like this? Yeah. It, it really um, – I'm, I'm sad to say it wasn't difficult to do because we had so many things happening around us and happening in our news cycle. Um, that is really related to what it is that I, I talk about in this story. Um, and so unfortunately, um, it, it wasn't difficult to do, but I did put my own spin on it because um, I know a, a lot of people have to be asking the question, why is this person, why do they think this way? Why are they acting this way? I, I, I mean, you know, just today we had a, a senator who was talking about white supremacy isn't racist. <laughs> but he believes that. <laughs> you know, he believes that. And the thing that, that um, happens with these people that are in pie, um, they have been raised on a certain ideology. And they, they really don't know any different because it's, it's what they have always known. It was you know, this was their world. They believe that they are superior. They believe that um, brown and black people should be in servitude um, to them. Um, This is just what they believe. And the sad thing about it is we have that, that that is real, you know, right here today. They have, we have people who believe, believe that it, it is okay for uh, the law to be handled in a certain way for them. For, for other people, but not necessarily for them. And and they want to take control of that. They want to take control so that they can administer the laws the way that they feel that it should be, something that matches up with their ideology. They don't care what another person's ideology is. They they don't care what the other person's more standards is. They don't care if they're stomping on the rights of other people to try to preserve their ideology. They just want their world, their entire world, to be based on their beliefs, their culture, their their moral compass. They don't want, they don't care about other people. They just want it to be there. And unfortunately, we do have people who are, and we do have others who say, well, no, my thoughts, my, my ideology, my more compass is just as important as yours. And there's that in that is where the conflict comes in in this story because you have this one group that's fighting for their beliefs, their ideology, and then you have another group that says, I don't I don't mind you having your beliefs and your ideology, but you cannot stop on my rights and my beliefs right. too. We're gonna fight you all the way. So you have one group of people that are saying, okay, we need to find a way to all of us be in this world together. And this other group is saying, no, you need to, you need to succumb, succumb to the ideology that we have. And now they are actually trying to take over certain phases of the government 
in order to make that a reality. And again, that's the, another parallel to SIVs, which is interesting because you mentioned another uh, conversation we had. IRS says there will be some crossover there because I think even yes. in SIVs we see that um, those who do rise up don't always look like what you think they will look like. What you think um, they will look like. Yeah. And, and mm. do you think that is one of the things that kind of also connects these two worlds? Uh, in Nate, Wait, Nate Rain's world as well as in Sid's, and that is that even though there are people who have this idea, as radical as it may be and as popular as it may be, that there will always be some who will rise up and want to do what is right for all. What you just said. You know, um, we we have um, two, two ideologies that's going to actually begin to battle against each other, which weakens them. Right, so you're going to have the ideology from Chambers and Sibs and the ideology from Corey uh, or Christian in the Nate Rains um, Pi folks. Um, those two ideologies, those two ideologies are going to actually um, go to battle against each other, which is going to give Nate and the folks in the administration who's working with him. Um, the 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 power to go in and the prayer is hopefully take both of those ideologies down, not completely because they don't want to destroy the way that people you know think that's that's their right to do that. They just want to live with them. They want to find a way to make it so that all three of these different ideologies can live together in this big. Well, I'll tell you, it is great to be able to see how it unfolds. We're glad to have you back with us, Iris, to talk to us about it. Again, everyone, best-selling author Iris Bowling has been our guest. The new book is Backlash, a new Nate Rains book. This is not the only book she's released this year, though, so if you guys have not caught up, you definitely want to make sure you do that. And so, uh, Iris, what about for yourself? How can our audience stay connected with you as well as get their own copies of the books? Well, you can always reach me at my website, which is www.irisbowling.com, or you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, or um, Facebook under um, Iris Bowling. Um, But the best place to find me is going to be on my website. That's where you can contact me, find all my books, and everything else that you need out there. All right, Iris, another great conversation. I'm so glad that uh, I stayed within the time limits. I'm so proud of myself. (laughs) It is not easy. It is not easy to do, but this is such a great conversation, and I'm so glad to have a chance to talk to you again and looking forward to our next chat together. Yes, and you know we have another book coming out um, this year with um, siblings. So we will be talking again sooner than what you think. (laughs) <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we will look forward to that for sure, Iris. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live as we're hitting a milestone. Our 300th guest of 2023. This comes, of course, as next week we're celebrating my 20th anniversary of hosting Conversations Live here on the radio in Mississippi. Really excited about all the great things we have coming up with that for next week. So you guys stay tuned. If you guys missed part of my conversation with Iris, don't worry. The replay is available through our podcast for our radio audience. 
joining us here in Mississippi. We'll put the link uh, in our Facebook group. For those joining us, of course, via the podcast, you can always be able to catch the replay there. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live, and let's go make today amazing. Take care.